When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show, everybody. Appreciate you listening. Can I talk 1071? Everything entertainment. That was the shortest weekend ever. Or was it just me? Oh, uh, yeah. I think it might have been just you. But remember, we can't have our cake and eat it, too. Every Friday when we say, wow, can you believe it's Friday already? You're right. Why? What? What? It just buzzed by in your mind or what? It just went by very quickly. You think so? I sure do, Stevie. <laughs> well, heck. Yeah, I felt like it was a, struck me as a normal weekend. Just me then, I guess. All Were you right. doing a bunch of stuff? Sometimes um, it makes it go fast if you're running around a no, lot. No, I was really doing anything. Oh, done it. <laughs> Oh God! You, maybe the maybe the less we know here, the better. Hey, I made pizzas last night. For what? who? Oh, oh my gosh! This is e- one of two things. It's either Donna making making like uh, some sort of a cauliflower crust pizza crust, and then <laughs> saying I had pizza last night to try to sound like one of us Ninja Turtles. You didn't, uh, or you did this as some sort of an outreach like volunteer thing but god knows you're booked in that case no i went and bought pizza crusts at my favorite saint paul restaurant bonjourno and i bought some pizza sauce because i wanted to you know i wanted to i wanted to you know give some business because i haven't really done takeout or anything since the pandemic started and then i just bought a bunch of ingredients and had a couple friends over and we made our own pizzas but it was a normal a crust? Bar. Yeah, it was a normal crust. And you ate it? I ate a couple pieces. I've been with you one of the only times that you've had pizza. It was at a project down in Dirty uh, a couple of years ago when we were at MCAD uh, doing the art project down in Dirty, and you had pizza. I took a picture of it because I couldn't yeah. believe what I was yeah. seeing. I felt like paparazzi. I'm back on the pizza train. Okay, easy does it. Okay, all right. Take it easy. Anyway, um, and then I heard over the weekend that Larry King died. That was really sad. Mm. Yeah, I know. He, I had the last things that we had been hearing about him was, uh, you know, that he had been in the hospital due to COVID nineteen. But still, it's even knowing that, and even knowing you know he's eighty seven years old. Um, still, it just struck you as surprising considering what what a broadcasting legend he was absolutely and the fact that he never went to college never took a journalism class really surprising somebody with a career of that magnitude right you know you you don't really you don't really think like oh he only has a high school education Mm. um but he um he passed away on saturday 
very sad. I, I think I... Um, you ever read a book and forget that you read a book? Yes. Until... Something, for whatever reason, pops it in your head. It comes out as a movie or something, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I read that. Um, I read, goodness, I mean, it feels like five or ten years ago, uh, Larry King's My Remarkable Journey. Oh, no way. His memoir, yeah. Um, and it was great, and it talked about, as you mentioned, him not having formal education in the world of broadcasting, how he was he started off, and it was like an overnight shift, and then he just started having fun with it, and how it became sort of a jumping-off point. Of course, his career took many different twists and turns, and he is most remembered for his show, Larry King Live on CNN, which he held for 25 years. Mm-hmm. But um, but it was interesting just to hear you know the normal grind that Larry King had that, that everybody in this business has. Yeah, exactly. I interviewed him in 2005, um, he actually, his wife, Sean, had a country album out oh. that they were trying to, you know, promote. And, sure, yeah. you know, nobody was going to want to interview her. So he came on the interviews with her. This was in New York for smart. the CMA Awards. Smart. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's radio station next to radio station next to radio station from all over the country. Right. And um, he was just... Exactly what you would think. Just a smart aleck, mm-hmm. you know, kind of easy to talk to. He was great. Um, and I came across this clip. Dawn, I don't know if you uh, have this, but during the 10 years of Kevin Pollack's chat show, which you may not have known, I don't know oh, if it's a no. podcast or what, he would always have his guests play the Larry King game, where they would do their impression of Larry King telling a quick story and then <laughs> oh, pretending to take a call. Um, you got to hear this. It's very funny. It's a very smart idea. One of my favorite comedians, Dana Gould, is on this list oh, here. Oh, really? Oh, I, good. And before you listen to this, I hope he's in it because he said that he had to have vocal surgery from doing the Larry King ah! voice. And that oh, Larry wow. King found out about that and then it, they were in the same place together and he came up to him and he said, but you're okay, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, check it oh in on my it. God. Yeah. All right, so okay, here's, here here's the clip. Architect of Boardwalk Empire, Martin Scorsese is going to be uh, joining us in a moment. I once blacked out and killed six Texas nurses. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this about me, Just but dead. I have so many kids. I call them all my primary colors. <laughs> Yellow. Have you done your homework? It's me, Larry King. Uh, it's me, Larry. We're on. <laughs> Reminds me of when I was growing up in Brooklyn with Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale and a bunch of other guys I didn't grow up with. <laughs> I remember when I invented gelato. I was at the zoo with my children, whose names I cannot remember. One of them, I think, is named Zorro. Minot, North Dakota. Oh, my God. Oh, that's very funny. That is oh, very funny. That's great. You know, I saw um, on uh, Instagram over the weekend. Uh, Jason Kennedy is a uh, an E News uh, entertainment host, mm-hmm. and his wife Lauren. If you remember, remember we talked about this a while ago. We actually had her on the show done about a year ago, yep. talking about the celery cleanse. She was um, a model who had that horrific. Uh, accident while getting off of a plane got yes. caught in the propeller lost her eye lost her arm yes so tragic. anyway 
she uh, she had posted this, and then uh, Jason Kennedy posted this over the weekend because he really looked up from a broadcasting perspective to the legend that was Larry King. And it was an interview with Lauren and uh, Larry King on his Larry King Now show, so mm-hmm. after Larry King Live. And I watched this clip. It's about a minute clip, and it is him talking about her her prosthetic arm that she had on at the time and his ability to just ask the question that everyone is thinking but mm-hmm. feels afraid to ask and he yes. just said well what's what's it what's it like when you take it off would you want to take it off would that be empowering and she you know said oh my gosh i don't know and he said well she said my husband would cry if i did it and he said what he doesn't want you to do it no 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 he would love it if i did it well why don't you do it go ahead do it just this you know the thing that you don't hear in any of the late night shows god bless our late night hosts and they're all great but just when you have an interviewer who has a special tool which is his tool was short punchy direct questions that then forced you it was like immediately the ball was back on your side of the court and then i think that's how he got people to open up because he just said the quick little thing let you be the star yeah and the more times that you volley it back to them but anyway she ended up taking it off she took off her prosthetic arm and then he was just like well what is that let me see no pull your arm out can i see that and then she's just showing her amputated arm and like is freaking out that she's you know, done that, but it was just this wonderful thing where he just said, "Like, I'm going to connect with you, human to human, yeah, right here." Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, it was it was a cool video to see. Also, notorious for being unprepared, <laughs> like he would, he never read a book before an author came on, you know, to talk Which, about their book. Well, and then you remember he had his, his bit with Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld was on his show after years after Seinfeld went off the air. And by the way, Seinfeld cleared it up on Twitter. He said, just so you know, the thing I did with Larry King was all love, having fun with a little mistake of his, that's all. Um, and he'll miss Larry. But Larry said, you you canceled them, right? They didn't cancel you regarding Seinfeld leaving NBC. Yeah. And then Seinfeld goes into this 45-second bit of, you don't know this? You think they canceled me? I was the number one show in yeah, the country, yeah. Larry. <laughs> and this whole bit really capitalizing on Larry's, in if, what you would say there, lack of research. Can I make an argument? I know we have to go. But um, in some ways, I am convinced, and Donna, you'll say, oh, Steve's just trying to be lazy. In some ways, the less prepared you are in Larry King's case, it makes for a better interview because you don't have it all mapped out. You you aren't at equal mm-hmm. brain wave length that they are that time. You're curiously, genuinely asking questions. Sure. That makes sense. Okay. All right. I'm tired. I got to take off. All right. I got to go, right. too. All no, right. Wait, Dawn, wait, see wait, you. Don't. No, not today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Today, fine. We'll Satan. stay. All right. Some things um, that make you go, huh, when we come yeah. back. If you think Steve Jobs made all of his money from Apple, he made the majority from a different company. We'll tell you how and how much when we come back on Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. We should give a quick thank you to Chill Boys for supporting the Donna and Steve podcast. Oh, we have got love for Chill Boys. It's a Minnesota-based company. They offer the best men's underwear that I have ever put on my body. Yes. uh, Uh, Boxers and briefs for men, that's true, but women love wearing them, too. I actually put on a pair of boxers this weekend while cleaning the house. Ah. I could not believe how cool they felt like continuously cool so here's what's happening with all of that it's the fabric they use super soft bamboo fabric we're part pandas now (laughs) so you can keep the boys cool and dry it's softer than cotton i'm telling you and if you're really active helps fight odors as well it is game changing covered donna this is real life it's soft it's cool you'll love them and hey ladies ladies try them for yourself or get some for your guy there's perks for both of you check them out at chillboys.com chillboys.com truly an amazing product from a great local company right here in Minnesota. Chill Boys. Comfort where it counts. Good morning. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment and Fun Fact. Things that make you go. What it do, cowboys and cowgirls? It's Stephen G on the radio. That was my um when I was in high school, I thought, oh, that would be a good radio name. My middle initial is Glenn, or my name is Glenn. Um, and so I thought Stephen G. Hey, good morning, Tacoma. Stephen G and the boys. Stephen G. Your middle Stephen name is G. Glenn? Yes. One queen. N or two? Two, of course. Oh. What, do you think we're going to get lazy midway through the middle name? <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Glenn. I like that name for a dog. Oh, oh that'd be funny. God, Glenn. Right. Glenn, yeah. sit. <laughs> I know. I thought I heard someone talking about their dog today. I, I thought I heard them say, Courtney, go potty. And then I was like, Courtney would be an interesting name. <laughs> I love name. dogs that have like uh, real people names. Yeah, like yes. real ones. Like David. Yeah. This is our dog, Katie. David. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun going to the, to the dog park for that reason. Yeah. You know, just hearing people sure. yell at their dogs. Uh, when you take your pet to the vet, they, like my vet always had a big whiteboard in it. They wrote like, Welcome, and then they list all the names of the pets oh, that were coming in that day, so and it's like, oh my god, what oh is that god, one? Cheryl, yeah, <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl, and Mitzi. It's just like, oh, <laughs> I love it. Oh man, we Donna, the dog park lady. Uh, Stephen Jobs, Stephen G. Jobs, I presume. Most of his money came from Disney, not Apple. Oh, what? When Disney acquired Pixar. From Steve Jobs in 2006, he got 7.4% of Disney, worth about $4.4 billion. Wow. Oh, my God. He only had about $2.1 billion from Apple. Wow. So, suck it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? How, how old of a guy is Steve Jobs? You think? Okay, he's 50s? he passed away, Donna. He passed oh, away right. a that's couple right. decades oh, ago. Oh, I forgot. I how old yeah. was he? I mean, he was young, right? Um, when he passed away, he was fifty-six. He passed away ten years ago, wow. twenty eleven. Wow! 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 Remember, I said uh, Bob Dole was dead on Twin Cities Live the other day. He's not, by the way. If you're listening right now, he is not. He is alive. And uh, it is both a burden as a broadcaster to, um, off the top of your head declare someone as having passed and a blessing <laughs> to be the one who tells the audience the person that you thought was dead is alive <clears throat> uh, let's see the uh oh this is interesting about the day that michael jackson jackson caught on fire you remember during the mm-hmm. pepsi commercial mm-hmm. his hair caught fire and all that well that was literally Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The halfway point of his life. Michael oh, Jackson wow. caught fire on the Pepsi commercial 9,282 days after he was born. And he died 9,281 days after it happened. What? That's weird. Isn't that weird? How old was he? 58? 57? There we go. Hang on. Sorry, I forgot. My my hair caught on fire once. It was actually my wig. He was 50. Oh, he was young. He was only 50. Died in 2009, Uh, two years before Steve Jobs. Okay, now back it up a second. What? (laughs) My wig caught on fire on stage once. What wig? I had a wig on for the Wicked Witch, and they used to really pack that whenever I would reach for the ruby slippers, and there's, like, flash powder in there. Oh, Oh, yeah. Really pack that in there to make a big spark, and somebody went to town one time, and I I did it, and it sparked up and lit my wig on fire. And then did you have to take it off during the No, I just went, ah! I just hit it. I just kept, like, smacking my head. And then it really... You know, oh then I was gosh. really mad at Dorothy. Oh, yeah, uh, right. And then it ended differently that night. She just beat yeah. Dorothy to death with her broom. <laughs> yes. It's just intermission. No, that's it. That's it, everybody. Uh-huh. Oh the police gosh. are coming. That's crazy. You know, there's an old wives' tale. Sexist! That says a pregnant woman with heartburn is more likely to have a hairy baby. Oh, like with a lot of hair on its head? I think anywhere. You know, probably mainly head, but sometimes babies have fur. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. A study in 2006 tried to disprove this theory, this old wives' tale, but it actually proved it true. Heartburn and hairy babies are both linked to a woman's estrogen levels. Oh. So when you say furry baby... Yeah, baby. Uh, do you mean like their belly, their arms, their back? You know? Yeah, their back. Yeah, usually like upper back, shoulder area. If you if you get a furry baby, mm-hmm. that's where the fur can grow. And it all just sort of goes away over time. Sometimes. By electrolysis. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you have to have laser hair removal. No way. Uh, on your baby? Not on the baby when they grow up and they still have, oh, you know. Got it. A little fur. Do, it, do women get... For, I'm so full of, of yeah, Donna. I feel like you just today. got out of some cryogenic freezer, and she's <laughs> reassociating caveman lawyer to what life is like. Yes, what is your next question? So, <laughs> don't women sometimes when they're pregnant get like fur over their belly, like a line of fur? I think that can happen. A lot of weird things happen when you're pregnant. I don't know if you even notice the fur on your belly because all you've been doing is eating ashtrays and notebooks all day. Uh, and then you can't see it anyway. Oh, I suppose. Asterix. What are you saying over there? <laughs> Do you? Wait a minute. Don't you remember? We've talked about how um, some pregnant women have very, oh. very bizarre cravings. Pika or pika. Pika, pika. Yes. When we were reading What to Expect When You're Expecting, my wife was like, Do you know some women get a craving for a notebook? Like, honey, hey, could you grab me a parfait oh, and, and, a, and a ashes and a mead detergent? No, <laughs> mead. Oh, right, right, right. right. Make sure me oh sorry it's okay um oh lucky for you i have something okay Uh, only two documented cases in the history of documentation of coyotes killing humans really yeah so don't be afraid 
They're all good. Guess what I saw go past to go uh, in my yard again yesterday. And my fox. friends were over to witness it. Yes, a fox. Wow. You got to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, I know. It's on the list. All right. We'll talk TV coming right up. Donna and Steve, that's us. You know, we should probably mention that when you hear music coming back, I think there's been a little confusion um, that they are not those what you're the performers that you're hearing are not live in studio with us. These are recordings. Yeah. Hmm. Did you think that when you were a kid? No, of course not. (laughs) I did as a little kid, like an eight year old, 10 year old. So you would listen to the radio and be like, boy, that'd be a fun station to be at. 92.2, where they're, listen, everybody's there. <laughs> yeah, sure. like as a little kid who has no like frame of reference. Okay. That message was brought to you by New Jersey Public Schools. <laughs> Guys, Tom Brokaw is retiring from NBC. I heard that. I know. After 55 years. Now, it makes it easier because he's been in quasi-retirement ever since he stepped down from NBC Nightly News, and he would just pop up for big political coverage, generally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, didn't he have a show for a while where he would interview artists? Uh, You are thinking of Dan Rather. You are correct. Knew you were going to say it, and I love it. Anyway, um... I, he was my favorite. I had a huge crush on Tom Brokaw as a kid. You know who does a great Tom Brokaw is Ed Helms. You know Ed Helms? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It is really? such a... Oh, gosh. It's so right. good. I'll see if I can track it down. But that's a that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really liked him. But he deserves to have some time off. Also, he went through um, um, multiple myeloma. Um, and then he had a, a transplant oh. and is, you know fine now from what i understand i saw him on i don't know was it cbs sunday morning or something but geez 55 years i mean relax take some time no kidding right like my mom just keeps working really <laughs> yeah does your mom still work at the school dawn she does oh that's so yeah, nice she works at the school i the grade school i went to she started when i was in kindergarten there and she's still working there no way yep that's All right, crazy. ladies. Yes. Right. Guess who's back? Poppy's back. Hey, I um, I found it. Ew, Poppy. All right. This is, and I why I know this is because anytime that I do impressions, I'm just doing an impression of someone else's good impression. <laughs> you know, I don't really impersonate people well, but I'll hear someone's impression and then try to mimic that. You're pretty good at quite a few presidents. But it's because I feel like I've heard someone else at some point do it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, here is, uh, I, I used to try to do this. This is going to make me want to bring back Broca. This is Ed Helms on uh, Late Night with uh, The Late Show with David Letterman back in 2009. Dave had just asked him, hey, would you be willing to do this? Um, the Israelis have once again <laughs> launched an all-out attack on the Palestinians. Oh, my <laughs> that incredible scream? I just... That is so funny. Oh, that's great. Oh Israelis, it's a it's a lot of like put it out there and then pull it right back. Yep, put it yep. out, pull it, fly fishing with your vocal cords. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's wow. great. Um, I got some news on Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, what do you got? Mm, page mm. six is <laughs> reporting that um, well there there are rumors over the future of her show, 
and she has been struggling to hold on to her fan base. Mm. She's got a year left on her deal, and it looks like she's going to go into talks with the show next month. Mm. As to whether or not they'll extend or or maybe wrap it up. Or maybe she wants out herself, but they're talking about... A replacement, her ratings have slipped by 8%. Meanwhile, the Kelly Clarkson show, which comes on after Ellen in most syndicated markets, could take over that time slot if Ellen's show does come to an end. I This is not the first time we've heard this. This When the Kelly Clarkson show went on the air a couple of years ago, I, I remember there was some sort of a headline for she would be the heir apparent. That's so right. So I heard it back then. So You're to hear right. it again, I you know, it's not... Surprising. They say, yeah, uh, Ellen's ratings have slipped by 8% uh, in this latest season after her summer of backstage controversy at her show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And NBC chiefs had been wooing Kelly for years. Mm. But it gets a little tricky because telepictures, which... So Ellen owns her the rights to her show, right? Yeah. But telepictures produce produce her show and they own that time slot i guess but if nbc produces kelly's show it's tricky because telepictures want to keep that time slot and put another host in her place oh boy that's interesting so nbc might fight to keep the slot is what it comes down to oh you see what i'm saying i see what you're saying Hey, listen. Um, we'd we'd be we'd be cool with that in the world of Channel Five because Kelly Clarkson is our uh, she's our lead-in show right now. That's right. She's not at NBC everywhere. You right. know, it's sort of right. weird how those work out, but in the majority of places, she is. Now, talk about that, Donna. When we joked about, did you really think that the musicians were at the radio stations that you listened to as <laughs> yeah. a kid? Um, the first time that I realized, let's say, the Rosie O'Donnell show was on. ABC or it was on CBS for us, but it, it was actually shot at NBC in New York. When I went and did a studio tour of New York when I was twelve, I couldn't believe it. I didn't understand how how the same how the show could be on different channels, right? In right. different cities, yeah. I, I couldn't get it. Okay, so along those same lines, but kind of different. I never really understood network versus local, and part of the reason is. Because I lived in the New York area, and all of the shows originated in New York. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like Good yep. Morning America's in New York. Yes. Uh, NBC, uh, the Today Show in New York. So I thought they were our local anchors. Oh, wow. Like Al Roker worked at the local station right. before he went to the network. So I didn't understand all that. And if I went to a different state, I'd be like, oh, you get our guys, too? Ah. Do you know what I mean? It was yes. just very confusing to me, but I get it now, guys, just so you know. Thank you. Speaking of New York, Dawn, you checked out Pretend It's a City. Oh. Did you like it? I loved it. I couldn't stop watching it. I love that mm. woman. She's oh, my great. God. I love her. I want to be friends with her, but I know she wouldn't want to be friends with me, <laughs> which is why I love her. She hates everyone. Uh. It's so funny. That woman is hilarious. Fran Lebowitz is who we're talking about. Martin Scorsese uh, did a documentary about her actually 10 years ago mm-hmm. called, um, what? what is it called? Uh, uh, speaking Engagement? No. Um, 
Yeah, it was based public on her. speaking? Yes, that's, that's yes. right, public speaking. And then this new one is on Netflix. And if you like an old curmudgeon who just <laughs> hates everything and everyone, hmm. kind of like Lewis Black. Yes. And just, but just has great commentary and a great spin, just makes everything funny. She does hate everything, but she, she also <laughs> just makes everything so darn funny. And I also have a real love for New York, you know. Yeah. I'm so yes. jealous that you... I mean, Don is kind of like a celebrity to me because she was on the radio <laughs> yes. in New York. Yes, right. Yeah. She just like kind of lived my dream. Yeah, um, I get it. And just like the whole East Coast, well, I'm you jealous. take it for granted. Wherever you live, you take it for granted. We didn't go into right. the city a lot. You know, it, yeah. A lot of the reason was because New York was extremely dangerous in the 70s. Right. And that's always been my parents' impression of new york even <laughs> yeah. after it got sure. cleaned up you know son of sam oh there sure was, there was a serial killer in new york there was a lot of prostitution in new york a lot of like crime so i didn't get to spend the time in new york that i wished i had well you worked there i worked outside of the city okay. at a new york radio station okay. that happened to be in in um in um the meadowlands okay i didn't yeah. know that that's where it was yeah I wonder if you come up there too, you know, especially if you're born and raised somewhere, then it really has no shine anymore. Whereas if you, if you move from a really different locale, not across the bridge or across the river with Jersey to New York, but you know, if you come from Texas or Louisiana or whatever, then it's, then I think it has innately more of the, whoa, this is great. Although our buddy, Jeremy Parsons, who works for People Magazine, um, he and I were together out in LA and then he moved to New York what was it five or six years ago and i remember him i think he has changed his tune but i remember him saying boy they really sell you a bill of goods on new york it looks so dreamy in the movies everything's great it is a hassle it is so bloody expensive it's hard to get anywhere yes which is something she talks about yeah Yeah. i mean my brother and his wife live i don't know maybe nine miles outside of jfk Oh, yeah. sure. But it takes an hour and a half to get home from that airport, which is why I always fly into Newark. Yeah. You yeah. know, because it's just everything is a hassle. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. It is great if you, it's not for everybody, but I would say if you, you know, she also has 10,000 books. Yes. So I went and bought one of the books that she recommended oh, you did yesterday. Already. Yeah. I was like, oh, I have to read that. You're uh, all it, in. Martin Scorsese loves her. He adores her. And it's just so fun to see him just hysterically laughing. I yes, know. Yes, he laughs so much in that. I know. He yeah. just is so tickled by her. By the way, Donna, are you hearing the ease at which Donna is saying Martin Scorsese? Yes, I am. Are you feeling challenged to maybe know better, do better? Mm. <laughs> what? Am I saying it wrong? No, no you're, you're saying, saying it right. right. I, okay. always, you're saying I it right. always like struggle because I want to say Scorsese. Oh, and yeah. If, if Donna struggles with the pronunciation, she her crutch is to, <laughs> her safety blanket is to add a lot of theatrical affectation <laughs> right, to right, it. Yep. Because then you can't really, yeah. Bye. <sighs> anyway, it's called Pretend It's a City. Oh, HBO, so HBO Max. No. Nope. Netflix. Netflix, Netflix yeah. yeah. Oh, I've been watching a lot of HBO Max, so I just assumed. Oh, Jeez. 
Well, friends, it's that time of the show for us to say, if we saw something, shouldn't we say something? (laughs) No. Over the weekend, I met a waste management worker from New (laughs) Jersey as a result of another Donna Valentine text (laughs) fail. I'll tell you the conversation I ended up in that I couldn't find my way out of when we return on the Donna and Steve show on My Talk. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. This is the portion of the program where Steve makes fun of me. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. This kind of indirectly involves you, Dawn. It does. I don't know what this story is. I'm excited to hear it. (laughs) It was supposed to really involve you, Dawn. But, alas, Donna was the one who set up the text thread. So there I am, minding my business. Now, I already frown upon weekend text messages from Donna. Oh, my god! What's she going to start with? What's she going to tell me to do something? What, send me a reminder? So, Saturday, 7.55 p.m., Donna sends a text message to me and a 201 number that I was unfamiliar with, wasn't saved in my phone. Mm. And she says, just to put my current life status into perspective, this is the type of email I receive on the regular. And then she has a screen grab, (laughs) and the sender is find your elderly partner. (laughs) And they emailed her senior dating options for the new year. True, true love awaits you. Of course, I see this as I'm checking my email, and I'm like, rude. Of course. I had to share it with somebody, oh, and you two so came funny. to mind. Donna sends a funny gif of some dead guy in a bed looking around <laughs> like, uh... And I just suggested, well, I think maybe it's time that you start replying to these then, you know, if these messages keep coming to you. And then 201 number says, own your age, LOL. And I'm thinking, who is this 201 number? Which, by the way, at this point, is informing how I respond to things because I don't know who this other person is. And in my mind, it's Dawn. It's Dawn. Producer Dawn. Okay. Donna then says, am I in denial about my stage of life? This is a Saturday night. I was minding my business, having a good time. (laughs) So she didn't. Okay, because I was just looking through my phone to see if I got a text about that. You did not. Not from that one. No. Okay. She says, am I in denial about this stage of my life? I think I'm this funny meme of a beautiful actress, when in reality, I'm this rose from Titanic. (laughs) Then I'm thinking, okay, she got her joke out. I don't know who this other person is, so I'm just kind of play it cool here. Can I interrupt? In the meantime, I get a text from Dawn. McLean. Dawn. 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 Not Dawn. My other friend, Dawn, that says... Hey, I appreciated your text, but I think you sent to the wrong Dawn again. Again? <laughs> again. No problem. Okay. M- meanwhile, go back to the group tags. Oh. Then Steve starts. <laughs> then I'm just trying to like be a participant, but not overly inserting myself. Again, I don't know who 201 number is. So she sends the Rose from Titanic gif, and it's funny. And then she does something where I really think, okay, she's not even in control of what's going on right now. She FaceTimes us. There's now a FaceTime. I understand. I'm sure they always are. Now she's FaceTiming me and this other person. I don't know. And I'm like, how do I not? I don't want to, you know, when you go to close those out or deny them, you could very accidentally hit the wrong button. And then there you are, video on you, video on them. 
So at which point, after the call does not go through, <laughs> Donna then confesses in typical Donna fashion. I put the wrong <laughs> Dawn on this email. Kill me. Oh. And then I say, I don't know who this 201 number is. And then 201, here's what got confusing for Stevie Boy. <laughs> 201 says, I, I said, I was wondering who the 201 was, and you know our rule about FaceTime, never. And then 201 said, LOL, I had to school her, not the first time, love you, pal. Now, I don't know if that love you, pal, is for me. Oh. <laughs> or for Donna. No, she meant for me. I didn't. Oh, I didn't know that. I was missing a key piece of information. If I just knew that I truly had no idea who this person was, I wouldn't have assumed it was me. But then I saw Love You, Pal, and thought, crap, who is this that is just happy to hear from me on a group text thread on a Saturday evening, no less? And then I Don, Don, Donna says one more thing. And I just say, look, I really don't know who this 201 number is, at which point 201 fesses up and says it's her hometown friend. I start sending Jersey Shore gifts. Donna says she's in waste management, a cover for the mafia. <laughs> it's a whole thing. So um, it was just a lot of fun. So, Don, that was supposed to be you oh. seeing these old funny pictures of Donna's getting I'm old now emails. I mean, and what is going on with that? You can go back to I that. mean, really. By the way. Find your elderly partner was the sender. <laughs> I'm like, come on. You turn 50 and all of a sudden they think you're, you're 90? Elderly. Yeah. Well, Jeez. you turn 50, uh, you know. Whatever. Let's stop. Okay. All right. Just, you just simmer like down. Said, and then you turn 30 and, you know, what are you going to do? All huh? right. Whatever. So here's the deal. Okay. I always forget that when you put someone on a group text, a second person, the name that comes up is going to be the last person by that name who you texted with, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. when I put in Dawn, it brought up the last Dawn that I texted with, which was 201. Oh, I didn't know that. And it, and it happens to me all the time because I have several friends named Mary. I have two friends named Dawn. Clarence? Um, you know, multiple Steves. <laughs> So I'm Boy, sorry. we're just one of many, Dawn. She's no, got multiple, multiple Steve. She's got Dawn's on standby it's out here. Know, it's good to know that you have tried to text me before, and I just didn't get it, though. That makes me feel better. Totally, yeah. Dawn. Yeah. Because sometimes not. there's been... One time I had PMS really bad, and I said to MC, nobody ever texts me from work. No one likes mm. me. Really? He's like, mm. he's like, um, you need to take some Advil. <laughs> I texted you the other day and you didn't even respond. I know that's because I looked at it when I it was like 1 a.m. or 1230 because it was a Saturday. And I thought if I text her back now, you're right. I would have been she's asleep. asleep. and I'm afraid I'm going to wake her up. Thank you. I appreciate your your consideration. Yes. Okay. I'll text you later. Okay. (sighs) Steve. Hi. Hi. I saw something, too. Oh, did you guys see this rock (laughs) that looks like Cookie Monster? Did you see uh, it? I have not seen it, no. Oh, my God. Does it really look like him? Yes. Will you please click on click on that link? Okay. I love things that look like things. You are not going to believe it. It okay. is. Okay. All right. Now, this so is a I, video, too, which is good. There's a video in the oh second one. Gosh. And in the top one, there's just a picture. That's unbelievable. Oh. So, there is a geologist from California named Mike Bowers. He recently found a volcanic rock. In Brazil, and when he opened it, like it cracks open, splits in half. It's like a geo. Oh, yes, 
It I looks, thought he added the eyes. No, that's it. That's unbelievable. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, if you stick googly eyes on just about anything, it'll end up looking like, <laughs> oh my gosh. crazy? Wow, it's and so, it's blue. It is unbelievable. I will wow. link this up right now at mytalk1071.com. He said he's gotten offers of at least ten grand for The Rock so far. I'm going to send this through to my friends at the old Twin Cities live show, oh. too. They might want to show oh. this on television. You'll get producing credit. Will I? Yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's See, th- th- wild. Why it's great that Steve does this show before his TV show. Because yeah, we give him material. material. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's great. Yep. It's really great. Yeah, Jason tests stuff out on our show, too. Really? <laughs> huh. Let's what see users? how this goes over. Donna. Oh, no. Donna. I'm going to text you right now. Don't No, text me. I'm going to text you. I'm already texting Don. Oh, fine. Oh, All right. Thanks, Steve. Did I spell that right, Don? I think it's a D. Is it? Damn it. My joke missed. By the way. Um... <laughs> I just texted Don the word, might all. <laughs> but then I misspelled it. It didn't have the But impact. I got it. I got right. it. You understand. Well, if you yeah. thought that was the last dingbat thing you'll hear from me today, yeah. stay tuned at 10.15. I got another story for you. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> well, yeah, she actually does I really have to do. Go. Uh, oh, Don, you really do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right, bye. Oh. Oh, I mean, 30 seconds. All right. What do you want well, to talk about? Now I'm excited for uh, for ten fifteen. You're just not going to believe it. I can't believe I've gotten this far in life. The stupid things that I do. The stupid yeah. things. With, by the way, what's sort of most surprising and endearing about you, Donna, is no apparent signs of improvement. <laughs> yeah, right? It's, it just keeps on going. It's like, whoa. I know. Wow. I know. You should see me at home. Like, I lose parts to the vacuum cleaner that are never to be found again and i'm like how could i have possibly lost this oh they're inside of the abdomen of your fat dog for sure oh no he's got a full hoover in there <laughs> Rude. Okay, i gotta go all right let's uh, take a break